0: Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I'm your host, Denang,
1: And I'm your co-host, Crystal.
0: And for today's episode, um, there was something that I wanted to talk about, but we do have a clip, so let's go ahead and play that clip. Stop worrying about when your purpose is going to be unlocked or when the next season is going to arrive. It will arrive, and it will arrive on time, and all of it will be there at the right moment, and you won't have to ask because it will all show up. Yeah, so very quick and very sweet. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was actually about something that uh, you and I, we had a conversation about the other day. And I think it's a conversation that a lot of people avoid because there's, I want to say like a stigma. I don't know what it's called, but it's about uh, shame.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's it's. I guess it's a stigma just because, like, when you go through it, you don't want to, you don't want to acknowledge it, you know? Because it's something, it's a feeling that you, that you feel, but it's something that, it's also a feeling that you never want to have again. Yeah. So I guess it's a stigma because when you go through it, not a lot of people are willing to talk about that moment of when they felt the shame.
0: Yeah. And so, um how these two things tie in together was actually we had this conversation yesterday but then last night was when i found the clip and i think something about shame and something about failure that people don't talk about are the actual feelings that come when you fail Mm -hmm. and I think that all incorporates into like exactly how the, the, the clip kind of was, where it was like you lose purpose. You, you're starting with purpose. But sometimes when you start with purpose, you also lose focus. Because purpose and focus two very different things. Mm-hmm. When you have purpose, some say you're focused. But what some people don't understand is when, the, when you have purpose that purpose is now
1: it's like a like a reason for you to do something because it's like your motivation almost. Yeah.
0: but you're motivated but i think along the way during that journey of purpose your purpose also widens and it allows for a lot more to come into play mm-hmm. so when you start you're very you you start off very narrow yeah it's it's this one road Mm -hmm. but as you continue to go on with this purpose this purpose grows into a hundred different things
1: Mm -hmm. i feel like i think i don't know if i talked about this with you or if we talked about it on the last last podcast but it's i i feel like that's because when you're when there's a purpose and you're starting your journey and then you go along through it you you experience different things and you learn different things too that's when everything starts to Like um, to broaden more and and that circle, it gets bigger because of everything that you've experienced. Mm
0: -hmm. And when we were having this conversation yesterday, it made me think a lot about the journey that I had gone through for myself, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I speak about these things, I'm speaking out of experience. Experience that I've gone through personally for myself.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Excuse me. And I think something about purpose that people don't understand is that everyone starts with purpose, even those that are lost. Even those that are lost have purpose. But your purpose is when the difference of of purpose when you start and purpose when you move on in life is that, like I said before, it widens and it widens to a point where, I think a lot more becomes, a, a lot more comes into light and intercepts your main purpose. Mm-hmm. You're no longer focused on your purpose. You're focused on everything else that comes into play in, in the front, but purpose is not pushed to the back. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I mean by this, right, is for myself, I've always felt like my purpose was to help was to help people. And so when I first started uh, my career, I was, I, I, I was focused on that purpose of helping people. But as I started to help people, my purpose of helping people was still there. But the focus was no longer on the purpose of helping people. It was the purpose of helping people help me. Because now a lot more came into play where it was like, Oh, you're gaining recognition for this. Oh, you're gaining recognition for that.
1: Yeah, there's a, like a lot of other factors that mm-hmm. influence your your um, your path. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I like to call it because it really is like a path. Yeah. So when there are other people that come along on the ride, they you know like it it's either you know what they say or maybe people who they hang out with or you know just small interactions that really change how you go about things or how you see things
2: yeah
0: and i think something that i realized yesterday was i think everyone has purpose everyone starts their journey with purpose everyone starts this life with purpose and whether that purpose remains the same is totally up to the person right because purpose changes Mm -hmm. but i think as i started this journey in media and in entertainment the purpose of helping people became a lot more it became less focused on helping people and more focused on gaining the recognition for helping people Mm -hmm. do you understand
1: Mm. it's like originally what i'm getting is that originally you wanted to help people purely for the good of it but when you started getting recognition now you're selfishly helping others so that you, you get, can get recognition for it yeah so that yeah. you get like, like more it's like you said more acknowledgement or like more fame or whatever it is you know it's, yeah it's it's no longer from from the kindness of your heart but rather it has like a selfish
0: a selfish greed exactly to it. Mm-hmm. and and this is what i wanted to talk about right because i have no shame in talking about this kind of stuff i feel like i think now more than ever I think people need to hear that Mm -hmm. a side of real humans right and that side of me yeah it's been put to sleep a long time ago because now you know I'm back on my main focus of just trying to help people stay away from the limelight let the people that deserve it have it and when I went through that phase of wanting that recognition yeah, my purpose never changed. Mm-hmm. My purpose was still there. Now it was just, in a way, it was more perversed. Mm-hmm. It was perversed in a way where it was like, let's make it about them and me. So when you say their name, their name revolved around me too. And I, I think that's what a lot of people go through right now is this whole thing of I'm living for a purpose, but then as I'm going through this purpose changes to something else but when you still talk about it you you're not wrong the way you talk about it because nothing's changed yeah nothing really has changed you're still doing it for the purpose of helping people or or whatever your purpose is but now there's more of a greed factor in it and i think this is what a lot of a lot of people suffer with is recognizing when greed becomes a factor.
2: Mm, Yes.
0: I think greed is one of those things that it doesn't need to come to you in a form of money. It doesn't need to come to you in a form of riches and and fame, but more so in a subtle way. And it comes to you in a way where what you think you have and what you think you're growing is something bigger than is something bigger than what you intended for it to be. When I first started, yeah, there was an intention to grow a family. And I think along the way, it I did grow that family. But greed got in the way and that's when things kind of, in a way, broke. Mm-hmm. Because now other people's greed got in the way and there was something that like yesterday we were watching shaman king and there was something that uh he says right is um yo and his buddy morty they have a conversation how it was something about how does a king help his people and then uh i think yo says oh it was never about a king helping his people it was about a king who had purpose, and his servants having purpose for that purpose. So, for example, right? If and and I got it, I it hit something inside of me where it was like, oh, you know, I never seen it that way, because the way he was talking about it was like, a king has purpose. He wants to be a king for a reason, and he want and Yo wanted to be a king, the shaman king, because he wanted an easy life for people for himself and for everyone around him an easy life where no suffering no pain where everyone was going to be happy and and he, and the way he was saying it to Morty was like you're not fighting for my purpose you're fighting for your purpose using my purpose to help you fight mm-hmm. so because i have this way of thinking and i want there to be peace You're fighting because you're fighting for your reason. Either let it be your family, let it be because you're lonely. Mm -hmm. And you're fighting because of that. It just so happened that my purpose allowed you to fight for that. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brought up this this whole thought process that I had last night where it was like, I think I'm at a point where that's exactly what I want for my life. Where because of all the shame, because of all the pride, because of purpose, because of everything that I had gone through up until this point, and there's still much more to come. When I look at someone like my dad and someone like myself, my dad has his purpose. My dad has a purpose for him and my mom. And when I listen to what his purpose is, it may not be the same purpose as mine. It, it's not. Mm-hmm. He wants to live on a farm with my mom away from, from, away from the sound pollution, away from everything that causes them anxiety yeah. and, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But because of my dad's purpose, it's also allowed for me to have a purpose. I want to work hard for my dad's purpose but for my own purpose. That if I can work hard for that for my dad, then maybe, maybe somewhere along that line, if God plans for it to happen, that maybe I can live um, an easygoing life. A, 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 I don't need to live a lavish
1: life, mm-hmm. but something, but a life where w- you we don't have to struggle. You don't have to struggle like how. Your parents struggle to provide for you guys.
0: Exactly. As I get older and I start to understand certain things. When my, when my dad and my mom and I, we talk, there are certain things that, yeah, we may not, we may not have the same goals, mm-hmm. the same purpose, the same destination. Yeah. But where their destination lies, my destination starts. And I think that's some of the most beautiful things that come with life and understanding certain parts within life, because it's just like he says, right? We're so worried about when is this going to happen, when is that going to happen? We're so worried about when am I going to r- achieve something when you know, all the hard work I've done, it, it should be here..
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think because I've done it for so long, I'm only starting to see it. Seven, seven years, eight years into this. You know, I went to sc- I, w- I graduated college almost ten years ago. Yeah, almost ten years ago. That's crazy to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And only now am I starting to see the byproduct of my hard work, of the uh, of the hard hard life that I've put together for myself. Mm-hmm. And you know it comes from humility it comes from shame it comes from pride it comes from joy and these are all things that play a huge factor in why why i think more than ever i'm so determined to continue what i'm doing and and like i'll have no fault like there will be no no way anything can stop that now
2: Mm-hmm.
0: because you know it's like he says in the clip right it's we're so worried and i was so worried for so long about and i, I think it's just because and it, it's it, it's not to blame anyone but like living in an environment where i was living with you guys and your mom and how your mom thinks it really shaped my mentality and it shaped it for a very tox in, in, in a very toxic way, where it was like, by this age you should have a house, by that time you should have kids, by this time you should have that, by that time if you don't got that you're a failure.
1: Yeah, there's like, a, there's a rush to always achieve things before you get to a certain age. Mm-hmm. Like no, and and it makes sense, you know, because you know, living at home with my mom, it was more like, okay, you graduate high school, so now you go. And graduate university you know and that's four years you have to finish it in four years you can't go and extend it you know if you finish early that's great and then after four years you know get a master's and then maybe get like a phd like a doctorate but it's like it's always a rush and there's never enough time of just enjoy the moment and just if you have success in something enjoy it while it's there because you might not you know get that same feeling again mm-hmm. you Life will be different. Maybe you won't enjoy it anymore. You'll find it a hassle. Mm -hmm. Because
0: I think when we feel rushed is when we make the most mistakes. Mm -hmm. When we make the most vital mistakes that change our characters. And what I mean by this is like I felt that rush when I was a kid. And when I mean kid, I'm like 18, 19. And I felt that rush. And by the time I was 20, I had already been in debt, fucked up. I, I'm talking about, like, fucked up my family dynamic, fucked up my personal relationship with my parents, fucked up my personal relationships with my brothers, my sisters, my my cousins. These are things that I fucked up before I was 21.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I fucked that up because there's this whole, you got to do it now. You got to have it now. and And when that mentality is there, you're so rushed that you're willing to take the the fast route and when you take that fast route holy shit it's fast Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but as fast as it comes is as fast as it goes and i saw that go quick within a matter of days shit fell apart for me i was you know and it's like i said to you is for me i have this way of thinking where it's like the moment I walk out of my parents' house is the moment I've made a decision in my own life that I'm going to make the first step in my decision-making choices from now on. Mm-hmm. That when I walk out of my parents' house, it's no longer my parents there to nag at me. It's no longer my parents there to you know, fight with my choices. I've made my choice now. Mm-hmm. But when you make that choice also, it's also a choice that you've consensually said, I don't need your help. So for me, it was like, okay, I walked out. Now I'm never going to walk back. And no matter what happens in my life, I'll, fix it, I'll figure all this shit out. And, you know, like, I was one of those kids that I thought I could do it when I was still young. I thought I could walk out of here. I'll make a living. I walked out, lived lived on Jane Finch for a while. Life wasn't as easy as I thought it was. Life was so far from easy. Trying to find a job is so hard. Trying to maintain my career while trying to find a job is even harder. And then you and then what I realized too was sometimes shit don't align when you think it will align when I moved to Toronto was because I thought I was going to be there to work with uh, another company but the moment I moved and this is where I say like this is where I think uh that clip comes into play right is he says when things will align it will align shit didn't align when I moved the company picked up and left So I had no job. I moved and I had no job, no nothing. And that was the first time in my life where I was like, yo, shit's not going the way I wanted it to. What the fuck? Not only did I not have a job, I don't even have a part-time job right now. And I just moved. I'm living in a basement. The basement had one bedroom. My cousin was sleeping in one. And I was sleeping in our living room on the floor. And I'm trying to figure my life out. My My phone bill got cut off because I couldn't pay it. My visa was maxed out. My debit card was already overdraft. And this is what I mean is humility and shame will change a person.
1: Mm-hmm. No, we talked about this yesterday, I remember, <laughs> because humility and shame they're feelings that you that i feel like you like everybody should experience because you learn a lot about yourself you know because you're you're at the bottom yeah you know so like how else can you climb up but to have both of them at the same time it's a feeling that you experience once but then you work hard to never experience again
0: That's why, and and this is what some people don't understand, right? Is like, I've heard it a lot. I've heard a lot of people tell me, oh, wow, you've changed a lot. I want to say I changed because humility changed me, because shame changed me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You don't know what it's like to have to call and say, I need help. When you promised yourself, you would never go back. Not only that, that you know that when you call what's coming next, I had to I, I went in front of all my uncles and all my aunts, and I went on my knees, and I put my head all the way down to the floor, and I said, "Sorry." I said, "Sorry for everything that I'd done, everything that I fucked up." and that kind of shame that kind of humility never goes away that was over that was almost 9 to 10 years ago for me but i still remember as if it was yesterday i still remember that feeling inside of my stomach that feeling like the moment i go home i'm better off dead i remember Every feeling, driving back home, with all the shit in my car, going, if I veer off the road, it's okay. That kind of humility and shame, because I fucked up. I knew everything that I had fucked up. At that moment, I couldn't even say, this person did that, that person did that, that person did that. I fucked all that up by myself. And sometimes, kids do need to go through that. I think sometimes kids do need that humility and that shame so that they smarten up, so that they see what the real world really is like, because that was the first time I saw what the real world was like. You know, like, I remember I was living with my cousin on Jane and Finch, but I was so humiliated and ashamed of everything that I had done that I didn't go back. I'd rather sleep in my car on Jane and Finch. You know how fucking dumb that is? It's Jane and Finch, bro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not... It's definitely not the safest place in in Toronto.
0: No, it's not. But that humility and that shame makes you someone so fucking stupid that you are constantly saying to yourself, you'll be okay, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. And you're lying to yourself.
1: It's like a pride that... You want to keep even though you know that you hit rock bottom.
0: Oh, yeah. And, yo, like, I hit rock bottom. But see, this is the dumb thing, was that I didn't even, yes, for me at that time was the worst, but that didn't even become the changing factor for me. I still had my company and yeah, my company was like running down to the ground at that time. And I saw it run to the ground, every part of it, people started leaving and there was nothing I could do. But then what really got me was, I think one day I just finished. It. And when I came back, I went to go work janitor at, an, at a gym. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hated that job.
1: No, it was, it was, it was terrible. Just because. Besides the, you know, the the upper management, it was more so like, okay, you'll have two weeks here in the morning, two weeks in the evening, two weeks in the morning, two weeks in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, that fucked me up. That did. It did. I remember, like, y- you couldn't drive anymore because, I think you'd just gone to your accident too. Yeah. And then so, not only were you like getting anxiety from that you were also like stressed and you weren't getting the right amount of sleep so you would come to see me and i'd pick you up but i'd see how exhausted but like it it was like you were seeing someone from the past Mm -hmm. it's 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 like you had that look on your face every time i saw you Mm
0: -hmm. and everything and and you know like when he says right Things will will line up when they're meant to line up. Mm -hmm. Shit at that time in my life didn't line up. One after another, after another, after another, after another. Just shit didn't want to line up for me. It was like I lost my job. I just moved to Jane and Finch. Couldn't find a part-time job. Even the part-time job that I did find wasn't helping me. And then after that, it was like I was in debt. My loans were in, my loan debt, my my credit card debt, my phone debt. At that time, then moving and then leaving, leaving to go back to live with my parents. And then that shame. And then getting a job at the, getting a job at the gym. And then the moment I got the job at the gym, my company fell apart. And then. And then I then got into a huge accident, and I'm talking about a huge accident mm-hmm. that fucking scarred the shit out of me and gave me so much anxiety. And and that accident was one of the reasons why, even to this day, I have so much anxiety when I drive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was just one after another, after another, after another that just didn't want to line up for me.
1: Yeah, no. I, during that year was... <sighs> It was really bad because nothing was working out. Like everything was so. Like, how do you say this? Like, it was disastrous to say, <laughs> to put it into words. Like it was, it was really bad.
0: Mm-hmm. And I remember that because of humility, because of shame. But all of that still stemmed from a purpose that I thought that I had,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and eventually. You know, it got to a point where it was like, yo, fuck this purpose. Yo, fuck everything. And then I went into a depression. And then I went into such a huge depression.
1: You didn't even... I remember you would wake up, come here, and you wouldn't come home. Like, sometimes you would go and get a hotel, you know, close to my place. Because you just didn't want to go home. Yep. Like...
0: And, like... And there are things, like... Right? So, the hotel that I stayed at was super fucking shady. It was like a it was like a really shady motel. It
1: it was sh- it's it's so shady that they bar the windows. Yeah. From the outside so that no one can come in. And
0: and and at that time like I didn't even give a shit about anything that was going on. I was like, "You know what? Like honestly, I don't want to go back home. There's so much shame that every time I go home, I feel it." Mm-hmm. It was almost like every time someone looked at me, I I felt like I knew what they were trying to say. Mm. and so I tried to avoid coming home as much as possible so I stayed at these at this like super cheap motel Mm -hmm. and I think one of the one of the changing factors about that and why I started to change my life was at that time I also had met my mentor and this was when shit started to line up properly again for me Mm -hmm. but On one of my visits, and I never told you this, but on one of my visits um, at the motel, um, I think I was sleeping because I just finished work. I came to visit you, and then after, I went back to the motel to get some sleep. Mm -hmm. I slept during the day, and then I heard a knock, and someone, I opened the door, and two guys push in. And I'm I'm so stupid. I'm still half asleep Mm
3: -hmm.
0: going to the door, so I didn't even check the peephole. That's how stupid I was. I didn't check the people I opened the door two guys rush in and one guy has a knife up to me and then he's like were you the one that knocked on our door and I'm like I just woke up he looks around and he goes if you tell anyone that we were here I'll fuck you up and then they walk out and then I'm like I'm dazed because I just woke up
1: <laughs> I I think you told me this.
0: Yeah, and it was one of those moments where it was like, "Fuck, that's how fast I could have died." Because like the guy that had the knife on me, like it was right up to me, and the guy that was like his his buddy, like had a gun in his his pocket, mm. and he's like showing me, he's like, "Yo, we'll fuck you up. If you tell anyone that we were here, we'll fuck you up." And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, fuck this. Because I know what that motel is, right? Yeah. It, it's a motel for sex workers. It's also a motel for, for fucking... Illegal for, activity. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> illegal activity. But, And that's when I was kind of just like, yo, fuck, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. This life that I fucking have, like, yo, fuck this shit. Like, I can't keep doing this. And that was the first time where I was like, I need to fucking change. And. I think that was. One of the biggest changes. That I had made in my life. That have allowed for me. To be this person. And refine my focus. You know like. The person that. I'm very thankful for. I'm very thankful for. That moment that changed my life. Because that was the moment that I saw. I saw what the world really was like. You know, like, this is the shit that your parents tried to... um,
1: To shield you from. Yeah. Like, the scary things that happen.
0: The real shit.
1: And it can happen, (laughs) like, like you said, a few doors down, and you don't think shit like that could happen.
0: Yeah. You know, because... Of the shit that I would seen, it was kind of just like, yo, like, I can't keep doing this. And that was when, you know, I started fixing my life and started paying more attention to a lot of the stuff that I didn't pay more attention to.
1: I know. That's why you're kind of paranoid.
0: Like, I'm hella
1: paranoid. <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't blame you for that because, you know, you went through a lot. You went through a lot after you know coming back from jane and finch and before you started really getting your life together because i i remember asking you because i didn't know you'd gone to jane and finch so i i remember asking you like hey like when did you you know come back from music i think around the same time i had met you the first time was when you had just come back from there but you are like a completely different person now you really are and I would say that some is for the good but some not so much but I, I I'm I'm just a saying a lot of
0: it is and and I know what you mean right some of it is for the good some of it is for the bad and when you make changes like that in your life and they're drastic changes mm-hmm. they are and I want to say like from that moment and every day after that moment it was drastic changes for me it was never an easy change it was never an ease into it. It was like one event after another event after another event after another event. It was just like boom, 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 boom.
1: But that's also, I feel like, because you had a different lifestyle, too. Like, during high school and college and a little bit after, before you moved to Jane and Finch, everything was working out, you know, like, because you were able to, you know, get this really exciting job at this company. Mm -hmm. And then you were, you know, working at McDonald's, making money. But then you were also, you know, doing, like, odd jobs here and there. And so your lifestyle was very different. And then you moved to Jane and Finch. What you thought you were going to be able to continue, it ended And life hit. And then that lifestyle happened. And then, you know, right when I met you and then onwards, you had a lot of, like I keep saying, lifestyle changes. So, I think that also affected how you grew too, mentally Mm -hmm. and emotionally.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mentally and emotionally, there were some of the biggest changes. Even physically, I got a lot fatter after that because I stopped giving a shit not giving a shit because i gave a shit i gave a shit that i was getting fatter and i knew it i was i gave a shit that i knew i was getting unhealthy even now i know it Mm -hmm. it's just i think the anxiety part of me and the 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 terror that lays behind all that is still there Mm -hmm. because what i gave a shit more about was never about my weight but more about my job because my job was something that my family looked at as almost like shameful like what i did was like what i did and what i was doing and and the mistakes that i had made i had always felt like my family looked at me like i was the, the the bad guy like the the sheep of the family
1: Mm-hmm. I mean you are you are an oddball for sure yeah. <laughs> out and of everybody in your family you are an oddball because and
0: that's why like I, I think I focused more on my job than I did on my physical appearance
1: mm-hmm. I mean you being different isn't so bad because you know how to stand up for yourself and it's, it's like we talked about yesterday is that if there's something you don't agree with you don't give a sh about about you know like the other factors, and it's not that you don't think about your family, you do, but it's like why should you- co- also compromise who you are as a person and, and and your um morals your ethics, and your comfort like how comfortable you are, you know, just for somebody else mm-hmm.
0: and I started to see. Like since yesterday when we had this conversation, it made me think like why I look at my job as one of those things that I take a priority over, over everything else in my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, I look back at it and it was never because this is what I wanted to do because I love doing what I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's no doubt about it. But I think I do it more than ever now because there was so much shame. So much humility behind it for me.
1: From failing the first time?
0: From failing so hard at it. Because when I failed, not only did I fail my parents, I failed my cousins, I failed my brothers, my sisters, I failed my aunts, my uncles. But not only that, I tried to make a name in in my community that time too. And I fucked that up. And so when I walked away... I walked away knowing everything that I was doing. And then not only that, like, I had fucked up personal friendships.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think that's why you are trying so hard now, too. Especially, you know, with the concert that just happened. Because of the learning curve that you went through, you're now going back in and you're you're trying again. You know, like, to, to now do more and, and show... Your community that you've changed, and and that you're not that person mm-hmm. that they that they once knew.
0: And it's something that it's gonna take a lot of work. And and even now, you know, I still get very anxious. I still get very emotionally drained when I uh, I do shit like this. But I don't know if I'd want it any other way. Because I've learned so much from all of my mistakes. It's usually those that fail really hard that also come back and are able to make something of themselves. Because now they know what they did the first time. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I've, I've, I've fucked up pretty big during my uh, late teens, early twenties there. And I've since then, I've always tried to do my best for people. Mm-hmm. Even now, I never really want recognition for anything that I do. I just want to help those that deserve to be helped.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And even with this concert, you know, like, I didn't want to go up and show people who we were. Because I didn't want to take away from what the concert Mm Meant, and who started this concert? Even now with this podcast, it's not about you and me. It's about the people that are listening that can change their lives and go on and do bigger things.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true, because I feel like you know these conversations they're helpful for us in discovering ourselves. But we can just have this conversation without you know having to set up a mic and Mm -hmm. you know the camera and all that. So we really don't need to do this because we can do this whenever we want. It's just we decide to talk about it because there are people that are going through, you know, things that we've gone through or or are going through right now that, that really need like a second or third opinion, you know, because sometimes you don't get that. It, it, I'm lucky <laughs> that when, you know, my dad passed away, you were there to talk reason to me and and help me sort out my thoughts but no one could do that for you when you were going through that you
0: yeah, know and and this is another conversation that we had yesterday or was it this morning where it was about people are grown uh, people are born ignorant you don't you just don't know sometimes uh, yes, and it and is. and this goes for for life too right is as we grow with our parents and we go through life our high school life theres shit that we, we we complain about all the time to them, like, yo, you don't fucking understand this, like get off my back like this like that, you know
1: mm-hmm. and you know it, it's it's not that because it, the thing is that like I feel that we're not wrong for saying that because there are because times are different from when our parents have gone to school, but at the same time it's not like our parents. Don't know what it feels like, you know. Maybe it's just I think how we see it is different. See, and this is like, you where, know what I mean.
2: I,
0: I know exactly what you mean, right? But this is where, like, I will come in and say, I think, because now that, now that I'm older, I, I, my parents and I, we actually talk, and we have full-on conversations. So there's a lot of understanding from everyone's side mm-hmm. to understand where my mom, my dad are coming from, where you and I, we come from. And now that I'm at a point where I can actually converse with my parents, my parents tell me certain things. I, I can honestly just say kids are fucking stupid. That the way we think when we're kids and the, what we say and half the shit that we say doesn't mean shit. Yeah, maybe the 10 to 15% of what we say means something. But, you know, it's like a clip that I I, I came across today of Gary V. And it was some girl that was asking him, um, what do we do if our parents don't approve? And he says, "Then then you walk away respectfully. And that I agree with. It's something that I've told you many times is once you make your choices in life, You made those choices. If you no longer want to follow your parents and and what they have to say, and you walk away respectfully, and you make your own choices, you have now said to them, I will do this. Mm -hmm. They are no longer your plan B. They are no longer the people that you go to for money. They are no longer the people that you go to for help. Mm -hmm. Choices that you made in your life lay right there, right now, When you walk out those doors You're done And you know Sometimes We as kids Don't realize that We as kids are like Yo fuck this shit Life isn't as hard As people make it sound Then you walk out And you're like Holy fuck I can't do this It's when you walk back In shame And you say I'm sorry And you say you are wrong Then then you realize They were right And that if they're not right, then it just means you made it, that you did it, that you proved your point. And Mm -hmm. congrats. Yeah. But, you know, I'm one of those cases where I didn't get to prove my point because I was dumb as fuck. And I know that some of the kids that, like, I hear complain and talk a lot, they're the kids that were like me. Mm -hmm. You talk a lot of fucking shit. You talk a lot of shit that doesn't mean shit. What what you think you're talking about is only valid within your group of friends where you are at right now.
1: Mm-hmm, with like-minded people.
0: Like-minded people. People that are supported by their parents. Now go talk to people that are no longer supported by their parents and see what they have to say to you. Because now that I I, I I'm 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 You know, doing all this shit, supporting you. And I have friends who support themselves and they do their own shit. When we talk, it's like, oh, you remember back then when it was easier, when, you know, when we could just pop at each other's houses. Hey, what's up? You know, like, oh, you want to go out and eat? You want to go out, you know, go do something?
1: When it was more carefree and that you weren't too busy adulting. Yeah.
0: Cause now it's like, hey, what's your schedule like? Mm -hmm. Uh, what days do you not work Uh, let's see what time i I got some time before four and six (laughs) o'clock you got any time in between then that we can you know come chill
1: and And then it's like
0: it's like okay how about you come to my house because you know we're we're both broke as fuck let's just (laughs) chill at my house
1: (laughs) yeah or sometimes it just doesn't work yeah you know what maybe next week or or, you know like a rain check because i've had people ask me to you know like come you know have a cup of coffee and i'm just like. One, I live in a different city, so I have to take in, you know, like, like I have to factor in the two hours or like if we're taking, you know, the countryside, the the four hours, so two there and then back. So it's like, okay, um, now, you know, that's four hours out of the day. And, and,
0: and this is just life.
1: It's life. So I'm just like, I, I'm sorry, like I'm busy or like, you know, rain check maybe when, you know, you're more free and I'm more free and we don't have anything to do after. But I feel like that's life, and a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people need to socialize. They need to go out and do that. And I and I totally get it. There, There's no hate for that. That's just how you, you know, you... You live your life. Exactly. But is it for me? No, because I just, I have... But
0: I also have to say, too, right, is if you live your life with your parents holding you and coddling you and paying for shit, don't say you live your life. Don't go and say that... Don't go and say, you suffice for your life. Mm -hmm. Your parents did. So don't go fucking tell people, oh, I have this, I have that. There are people that go and say, oh, I just bought a fucking house. But then when you really dig deep and they're like, my parents bought it for me. And I just put, you know, like 5%, 10% down. You're like, bitch, like you didn't pay for shit. And I don't like those people, you know, like for me, whatever house I have here is mine. There's no
1: pride in if you didn't work hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, I might sound bad for saying it, but there's no pride in you showing off an expensive car or like a nice big house. If you didn't work hard for that money, you know, even if you, you know, you pay back your parents. But for me, the feeling of if I'm going to buy a house, I'd like it to be. Like out of my own pocket, so that like I can be proud of it because I worked hard for that money to go and buy this house. Even if it's a down payment, I still have it. It's still coming from my hard earned work.
0: Mm-hmm. And look, like even for myself, I can pride myself on my job because everything that I have and everything that I've done, I've done it for myself and on on my own. But there are some that, you know, were like me where your job and what you have is because of other people and then you take you take credit for it all. And I don't like people like that either. I don't like people like that either because I used to be like that. You know, and and it's sad. But the reality of the fact and and this is what I mean, right? Is this goes back to like a couple like way back episodes. Canceling people because they're ignorant is is dumb as fuck. I think that's like even our for someone. Episode. Yeah, even for <laughs> someone like me, right? You've I have fucked up so bad in my life that if I got canceled back then, would I be here? No, I wouldn't. If I anything, think, I'd probably be like ten feet down.
1: I think cancel culture is so is so toxic because it's
0: about power. Uh, it, it's a, it's about these people that have no power that sit behind a TV screen and like yo, like yo, fuck you. And it's like, yeah, you got power because you can say fuck you with hiding yourself.
1: Yeah, you know, I just, I I really hate that. I really hate cancel culture because I'm not saying that there are people out there that don't deserve, you know, the heat that they get. Okay, don't get me wrong. I I truly believe that if you did something wrong, you should should deal with the consequences. But should we cancel them for life? No, because they'll learn.
0: This is life. Life will teach you in its own way of teaching you. It's like, it's like the clip, right? Things will line up when they're meant to line up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When things are not meant to line up, yeah, you'll get a lesson. You'll be taught a lesson. But when shit is lined up properly, it's because of those lessons that you learned that help you through each and every step after that. Mm-hmm. And that's what some people need to understand is that how do you expect to learn When everyone is telling you, fuck you for doing what you did. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, chill. Everyone fucks up. Everyone makes fucking mistakes. Don't tell me you haven't made a mistake. Everyone fucks up. Even, you know, someone like me who is fucked up so bad, I fucked up my personal family relationships. But it's because of people like my brothers and my sisters, my cousins, my my uncles, my aunts, my mom, my dad that gave me that second chance that I come back and I'm like I promise that the person that I become will be a hundred times better a billion times better and prove that I can be better Mm -hmm. and I did and I had to but you can't go and you can't cancel someone because you don't know them and you just say yo fuck that person Mm
1: -hmm. because and it's like you said people are are raised what is it they're raised ignorant because yeah. they don't understand what's going on like for me i am very careful with what i say because i don't because maybe the information that i have been told or i have seen or read about they might not be correct you know and so that's why i'm always careful but there are people that are like you know like me like us who are grow up ignorant not understanding how certain things are supposed to be, how they're supposed to go, and so if I make a mistake don't don't cancel me for it. Just tell me, just inform, be like, "Hey, you know, like this is not what this is, this is not what it's supposed to mean, blah 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 blah, this is what it actually is, so that I'm more informed. Yeah. you know
0: everyone has a purpose in life, and I'm going to say that again, everyone has a purpose in life. That purpose, though is going to get shrouded and it along that way of your journey. Mm-hmm. And when it's shrouded and intercepted, you gotta understand that your focus is now lost. And when your focus is lost, it's gonna take a while before your focus is now back in focus. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason to throw shade at people because their life is not in focus hey, if you don't agree with that person and you don't like that person, yo, just fucking walk away because there are a lot of people that I don't fucking like. And and do they become better people? Yeah, they become better people. I just didn't fucking like them. I don't got to like everyone. That's true. At the end of the day, you know how many people don't fucking like me and just walk away from me? Hey, good job. Shit doesn't need to be said. Just walk away because at the end of the day, the people that we become later that is what matters. Mm-hmm. Who we are now and who we were before is only a stepping stone to who we will become. Shit will line up when it needs to line up. Yep. And if it doesn't, lessons will be learned and lessons will be taught. That's how, it, it, that's how life is. That's how life works. Yep. You know, if it wasn't for me being taught life lessons in the way that I was taught, I wouldn't have become this person. I was taught in such a drastic way. I saw shit for what it really was. You know, like, when you're so prideful, and this goes to all all the men, stop being so fucking prideful. Because when you're so prideful is when you fuck up the most. Because you you want your pride to be there. You, You want your masculinity to be shown. And it's like, there's no masculinity and there's no pride when you're dead. Okay? That's the honest truth is you died. You're a fucking corpse. You're fucking ashes. Even the fucking soil is more alive than you, buddy. Like at that point, pride had nothing to do with this shit. It don't mean shit. What it means is that once a year, someone's going to come to your grave and, and say, I miss you. That's it. That's what it means. But pride won't get you anywhere. Sometimes as men, we got to learn to drop that shit. Drop that pride. And that's what I had to learn how to do. Drop my pride. Pride meant shit to me. I had to learn how to work around the people that were around me. And if that meant doing shit that I didn't want to, and, and when I mean doing shit that I didn't want to, that still stays within my ethics and my moralities,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then i do it. And you know, these are life lessons that I was taught. And life lessons that I was taught through life, not through my parents. I was one of those dumb kids that was like, yo, fuck my parents. I don't need them to teach me shit. And then I went and got a hard-ass lesson about life lessons. And then I went back to my parents and I was like, I'm sorry, I love you guys, and I understand. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for you guys to do the exact same shit that I did. That's why there are people like us out there that are willing to tell our stories so that people do not follow in those fucking footsteps. People people like celebrities out there that tell their fucking life story so that you don't follow that dumbass footsteps that they did. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that we as humans, there's only so much failure that you can have before you become just as scarred as everyone else. And we would rather have you at the fucking finish line not being scarred. I would rather have a person that listens to all these people to our podcast and, and goes oh, that sounds exactly like me right now. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Let me change that. And then you change your life and then nothing happens to you. Greatness happens to you. You're not walking out of there fucking soul broken and everything. And I'd rather that. Mm -hmm. Because when your soul is as broken as other people's, holy shit, it's a long process to fix. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of trauma that lays behind everything. Yep, no, you, it's true. You, Even these stories that I tell. There's a lot of trauma. And that's why I remember it so vividly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I fucked up. But that's, that's why I try to teach people. Try to teach people not to fuck up. Try to teach people to do better with their lives. <laughs> to teach people that there are bad people out there in the world. But at the end of the day, you know what? I also believe that those bad people are good people. They just lost and not focused. Everyone's got a purpose. You know, it's like. You know, like yesterday we were watching uh, Shaman King, and you know, a lot of a lot of uh, what Shaman King is like, it made sense. I grew up watching Shaman King in the early 2000s didn't understand much of it because i was still a kid but (laughs) now that i watch it i'm like oh damn like this shit means a lot you know it, it, it it's about purpose and focus everyone has purpose but you're gonna lose focus and sometimes when you lose focus it just takes a while it takes a lesson takes a journey to get you to a place where your focus is back intact Mm -hmm. and you can go at it a hundred percent head on and never falter again Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and trust me like i'm saying this as
1: uh someone who's gone through it
0: someone who's gone through it but someone who also understands that this isn't this is only the beginning for me too
1: Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the road i feel like When you're stuck there, it feels like it. It really feels like it's the end of the road and Mm -hmm. there's no turning back. But it's that saying, when one door closes, another opens. And and it's so true, especially in your case too. The door that you thought was open, closed. And then you didn't expect a door to be open, like another one. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's just life's journey. And if you take it for what it is, you're gonna learn something from it, yep. and you'll come out a much better and stronger person.
0: Yep. You know, uh, a last kind of word adv- advice that I'd love to kind of say to people is: no matter what your purpose in life is, no matter what purpose you find in life, what matters is your focus. Your focus on that purpose and being able to chase that purpose without faltering. In life, we will always falter. In life, our focus will always divert somewhere else. But you got to be able to differentiate between purpose and focus. And sometimes, sometimes differentiating between that. It gets very difficult because when you're no longer focused on your purpose, you feel like you've betrayed a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's going to hurt. Many times I've gone through that kind of pain. The pain of knowing that my purpose was only perverse because I perversed it. And it's okay. Okay. I've said it a billion times during this podcast. It's okay to fail. It's just not okay to keep standing there knowing that you failed. Mm -hmm. You got to pick up, keep going at it, keep trying. It'll get better. When things are meant to line up, they will line up. Just remember. I wanted to thank you so much to all the listeners today. Uh, this episode was a little, you know, it was a little, I, I think, deeper. Yeah. Into <laughs> in, into more of my thought process too, just because you know, I don't really talk about this kind of, and I talk about it, but I don't really go into much detail. Mm-hmm. And these are things that you know, like like you and I, we've said many times during the podcast. There are things in our personal life that we will keep private, and there are things that we will share and i hope that you guys are able to respect the fact that i'm able to share but i'm not going to share you guys the full detailed stories mm-hmm. so i hope that you guys just keep that in mind i just wanted to share as much as i did there to allow you guys to know that when i speak and i say certain things it's not bullshit that i've gone through my own my own you know trials and tribulations mm-hmm. so for that i just really wanted to say thank you to all the listeners go ahead, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at the statues podcast. The YouTube channel is for statues collective. That's the company that I own that does all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't decided if we want to move it onto its own, but for now we're just going to share it.
1: Yeah, I think it. it <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the numbers are like.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, let us know you're alive. that'd be great
1: yeah comment down if you have anything that you want us to talk about Mm -hmm. or you know if you want to keep it anonymous just email us too and yeah let us know if you like anything about the video anything you want us to you know change try why not
0: (laughs) oh and i hope you guys like the theme song for the podcast we (laughs) i just got that made so we'll see how that goes hopefully you guys like that too This is your host and your co-host signing off. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye.